Welcome cycling fans to another episode of Between Two Wheels Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Yonke. This week, we're going to discuss the Lake Port Crit with uh, race promoter Dave Garzoli. He's also a cyclist himself. Gives a little breakdown of the race, the prizes, some of the raffles that we have going on, what Reg is looking like, and basically uh, a, a great atmosphere that he tries to portray here with us on the podcast. As always, I'd like to join the conversation, visit our Facebook page, Between Two Wheels. It's number two, Between Two Wheels on Facebook. Also, B2W underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, if you've got something to say about cycling, please let us know. We're here talking with Dave Garzoli. Did I pronounce that right, Dave? Yeah. Okay, Dave Garzola. Yeah, he's putting on the Lakeport Twilight Crit, uh, June 30th, 2018 this year, and we're going to do a little discussion about the race. So, Dave, why don't you first give us an update, kind of like um, how you got involved with the race and, um, you know, how long it's been going, the history of it. Yeah, sure. Um, so, kind of the backstory to this is I grew up uh, over in the Chico area, and that's where my son ended up going to college. He ended up, um, I got him into road riding. He ended up going to college in Chico and getting involved with uh, Chico Corsa cycling team over there. And he actually did the first um, crit, I, frankly, up until he was in college just several years ago. Uh, I, I had actually never even seen a crit. I didn't really know what they were. Um, so he got into this. Um, and was doing really well. So I, I jumped, me and my kid, or me and Andy, my son, or have been really, really close our whole, ever since, you know, ever since he showed up on the scene. And uh, so we do everything together. So I got into the, he, he was doing bike racing. So I jumped into bike racing. And we all ended, we both ended up on Chico Corsa. And then I moved on the second year <clears throat> to Chico Masters. And at the same time, my local community here in Lake County, um, we had a, a, a kind of a growing group of local guys that were going out on group rides and the pace of the group rides kept you know, getting higher and higher and like, like typical of cyclists, you know, it's, it, it, it turns into these little mini races all the time where everybody's trying to outdo the next guy, um, which was cool. So then Andy and I started <clears throat> bringing up to this group, you know, these crits and road races that we've been doing and we got a few other people involved and next thing we knew we, I started uh, talking to my local um, fellow riders up here and I was like hey you guys want to what do you guys think about starting a bike team um, Andy and I have been driving to Chico and we made a lot of good friends over there um, had a lot of great experiences and just kind of learned a lot about how cycling teams work and operate and, and why they are what they are. And we had a meeting at round table pizza in Lakeport about three years ago now <clears throat> with a group of guys that were, they were semi interested in. And we basically said, all right, this is, this is what we've learned from um, our friends in Chico. And what do you guys think? Who you guys want to proceed with trying to start a, a bike racing team and, the conversation instantly went from, yeah, we want to do that. And then that was immediately followed with somebody else, actually Zane Jensen, I believe this was all his fault. Um, <laughs> the vote went from, yeah, let's start a cycling team. And yeah, we should put on a crit in downtown Lakeport. <laughs> so we're like, well, okay, one step at a time. So we, we, we worked and kind of got the whole bike thing established essentially. Um, 
just copying and plagiarizing um, stuff that we got from Chico, um, Chico Masters and rewrote everything and basically created this team. And we went on the first year just doing some, trying to do some racing together. Um, essentially, and that was incidentally, that was uh, the formation of uh, the team we are now, which is Main Street Elite Cycling Team. Um, so after, after the, the first year of just being a team, we started just having these discussions about, um, was there anywhere in Lakeport that we could conceivably put on a criterion without shutting the whole town down and we anticipated lots of obstruction and resistance from the city. But also, and incidentally in that planning process, of course, um, again, from, I was, uh, I'm pretty good friends with Mike Painter, who was the um, previous race director for the Chico stage race. So sure. he had, he had volunteered and offered to consult and basically walk me through all the process and what it involved. And of course, the first thing was who's going to be the race director. And that ended up being me somehow. Um, so Mike worked with me. That's how I ended up involved with this crit, just, um, as the president of our cycling team that we started. And consequently I ended up being the race director because this, this whole event, the Lakeport Crit, is a is an annual fundraiser for our cycling team, so that we can we can try to promote cycling with the youth. We're, we're working really hard to get our uh, converting our local high school mountain bike teams, which are very active. Um, I, I kind of treat that as our farm league, because I coach on the high school mountain bike team to get the kids at the end of the high school mountain bike season on the road bikes and road racing. And and just on that real quick, how's that been? Has that been uh, somewhat successful? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it works pretty good. Um, we're, we're still, again, it's still pretty new. Our team is, is really, it's, it's, um, it's a small team. There's only, we only have like 18 people. We have 18 riders on paper as being members of the team, but they're all working people and own businesses. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of scattered and it's kind of difficult to get everybody together at one time routinely to do stuff. But the kids, um, we've got one, one of our, well, she's not a junior now. She is a, uh, she's a cat five Kia Kohler. Uh, she came from our high school mountain bike racing team. This year we do have two other girls from our high school mountain bike racing team. Um, Rainey Van Oven and Miranda Kramer. Um, neither one of them, well, Rainey raced this crit last year. Miranda has, doesn't have any crit racing experience yet. So she's still a junior. She's really junior and really fresh to this. Um, we've got another junior boy, um, Braun Falkenberg, who was third, uh, second or third overall in the state NICA high school mountain bike, um, conference this year so he's he's a really good he's a really good road rider has a lot of potential and then we recently recruited another kid from there this year um michael salada <clears throat> that poor kid he, he got uh, he started coming out on a road bike and he um really liked it so we took him down to santa rosa Santa Rosa um puts on a tuesday night twilight crit down there that we drive down to often and they have a really nice program down there where they, um, they, the first ride of the night is uh, a training ride for brand new riders. So we brought poor Michael up there and he was, kid was just so excited, you know, and he was in this training crit where basically each new kid has a mentor that's actually riding with them. So there's like one, 
one newbie and one coach with them. So they do, <clears throat> they do laps for 15, 20 minutes with these coaches kind of walking them through the whole thing. And they turned them, uh, basically turned them loose like I'm, with a half a lap to go and said, all right, you, know, you guys are looking good. We'll see you back at the starting line. And then you can do the, the sea race. Well, this kid was so excited. He was going to win that. He was going to win that mentor race, that, that training thing. And he took off and got a little bit too much lean angle on one of the last corners and clipped the pedal and augured himself in and broke his collarbone. And I, sp- I spent the rest of the night with him at Santa Rosa Memorial Hospital getting his collarbone. Put back together, so. Yeah, the, the 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 official welcome into the road uh, the road cycling scene. So. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. So we're we're doing pretty well actually getting kids farming kids out of the high school mountain bike team and onto the, the local road team. Yeah, that's, that's really good to see. So let's talk kind of about the race that you have going on here. So uh, you do promote it quite well, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, so I hope you get the attendance that you deserve. Um, what, what's it been like over the last few years? And have you seen attendance rising? Uh, or is there any trend or is it just kind of holding steady? I saw the Ladoga, Ladoga road race has been canceled. I don't know if that affects your race at all. Well, actually, frankly, I think our race affected his. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This is only the second year that we did this. Like I said, our, we we went from having an informal meeting at Roundtable Pizza one night, where six or eight guys said, "Yeah, let's start a road team and let's have a crit." So, <laughs> last year was the first year we we um, we did a crit. We did it during the day, and initially, the initial roundtable meeting was let's do a crit. And then the second somebody else said, yeah, let's do a sunset crit. And I'm like, well, well, one step at a time, fellas. So everything seemed to work out. We brought the idea to last year. We brought the idea to the city. Um, we have some, um, it, it being a small, uh, a small resort community up here. Um, everybody knows everybody. So our city council people are people that we barbecue with and drink beer with and socialize with. So, you know, we were able to have their ear and, and, you know, unofficially got their support and basically told them, yeah, bring yeah, we'll, we'll put it on the calendar and bring it to the city. So last year I made a presentation to the city council um, on what a crit was, how they work, other places that do it. And basically we think it'd be cool to do here. And um, the city council was, was all for it. it. They were actually very, very amazing. Um, we encountered virtually no resistance whatsoever. Um, the course that we originally wanted, we had to make some adjustments to, again, this is last year, um, because we wanted to use the streets in downtown Lakeport that had the best condition pavement. So um, it turned out, though, that one of those two streets they didn't want us to use because it provided the only basic traffic detour that they that would allow them to manage traffic. So we had to move it. Their only option was to move it down to Fourth Street. The problem with Fourth Street last year was it was in horrible, horrible condition, and it's at the bottom of the high speed descent that we have. So guys would be coming into this corner off of off of excellent pavement at upwards of 35, 40 miles an hour, making a 90 degree right hand turn onto some of the worst pavement you could imagine. So again, kudos to the city. You know, they were, they worked with us and long story short, they ended up paving that street. So that street. So last year, the course was essentially a hundred percent new pavement. I take that back. There's one block that was 
even just marginally rough, it was still considered excellent. Um, and so I did that presentation, showed him some great videos specifically of San Rafael, because that's like my favorite one. And yeah. I made no secret. I mean, I love that San Rafael crate. It's so much fun. I've raced it and I've watched it. It's just totally cool. I love the whole atmosphere, the everything. So, you know, we, I'm basically just copying, making a miniature, trying to make a miniature version of San Rafael. So, and the city was super pumped. So last year we, uh, they cleared the way, made everything as trouble-free as it could be. And, um, yeah, so we put it on last year during the day and attendance, rider attendance, I mean, any other first time venues that I'm aware of that I could judge it against. But I think last year we had 96 pre-reg and counting day of, I think there was like a hundred and something unique riders that some of them race multiple classes. So the class categories, you know, the numbers don't necessarily reflect accurately how many people were there. Um, and some of our biggest challenges that I found out last year was essentially nobody in California, Northern California, especially knows there is such a thing as Lake County or Lakeport. It's like a little bit North of Sacramento and a little bit South. And everybody knows Tahoe to the east, but nobody seems to go west of I-5 unless they're going to the coast. And apparently when they go to the coast on Highway 20, they rarely notice this enormous lake that's got 110 miles of, of shoreline that's, uh, that you know, is traditionally a, uh, a resort destination. So I spent a lot of time personally handing out flyers the first year and being and having people asked me first question out of the mouth of, well, where the hell is Lake? And I'm like, really? Really? Like, it's like Lake? Lake? Like the biggest, it's the largest natural lake in California. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Well, I thought Tahoe was, I don't know, Tahoe's in two states. This whole thing is in California. So people started Googling, looking at it and, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, yeah, looking out on the map, I mean, it's, uh, it's clearly a, la- a, la- a giant lake there. Uh, now it's been in the news a little bit more just because of the the fires that have been up there. How is that affecting any of the uh, the web or you know your environment up there right now? Right. And I hope everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the area that the area that's burning right now is um, is pretty much a wasteland to begin with. It's just um, open BLM and Forest Service brush and timberland that's um, just burning out in the wild. Um, there was an, initially there were some homes uh, threatened and some structures threatened. And I think they did lose 12, but after, after they kind of contained that end of it, the fire's just been burning pretty much to the North and, and East. Um, that fire is actually a long way from Lakeport. Um, and we're, we're, we're unaffected. The, the air, the, the sky is a little hazy today. Um, but it's essentially, it's essentially clear as a bell and see Cal fires got containment at like 25, 20, over 25% today. They have the fire incident command center is here in Lakeport, which, um, I actually plan to go to this afternoon to, to promote this crit to the firefighters who are off that are going to be off duty, but are here from all over the, all over California that are in town to fight the fire, we're going to go down there and let them know there's something cool to do right around the corner for them on Saturday. So, so you have this race. I'm looking here at the, the registration form or the, the flyer. It looks like there's two different uh, raffles that you're having. 
Uh, all pre-reg riders will be entered into a drawing for a new specially Alez, uh, LA, uh, sprint bike. And then there's also a Hawaii. Um, all registered riders will be entered into a raffle for two four-night stay at a cycling-themed vacation rental home in Hawaii. Uh, give us some info on that, and uh, that seems pretty exciting. Yeah, so the, the, Hawaii, the Hawaii trip, which doesn't include transportation travel, I can't quite swing that, so you'll have to fly yourself. Okay. But um, okay. it's kind of a funny story. I my email address ended up somehow in the hands of the guy who owns that vacation rental. And several months ago, at the beginning of our planning for this, I basically got an email that on on my first look um, looked like spam, and I was busy doing other stuff, right? And so I, I glanced at this guy's email and replied to him because I was in the middle of working on this crit and fundraising and finding prizes. And my, I just kind of sent back a, a quick email and said, Hey, you should, you should donate, uh, you should donate some, uh, a stay at your place for this crit we're putting on <laughs> thinking that the guy'd be like, Oh yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, within a few minutes, the guy replied back. He's like, well, tell me about it. So <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, maybe this isn't a spam bot that's sending this. I'm like, so yeah, Gave him a quick rundown on what it was, and within a few minutes back, he goes, "Yeah, we'll do that. We'll donate. Uh, we'll give you guys um, two four night stays for four adults at our house in Hawaii." And you know, he sent me a little breakdown sheet of what the the value of it was because this place is like five hundred bucks a night or something like that. By the time it's all said and done, I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." I talked to my wife. We'll do two different stays, you know, and you know they got to be used within a year. And I'm like, "Wow, okay." So. You send me all the information. The place is actually listed up on VRBO right now. Um, so, and I think I've linked to that on several different places. They can go look at it. But yeah, it's a, it's a really cool house. It comes with a garage that's fully stocked with all, all park tool, tool chests full of everything, work stands, everything about it is these people are big time cyclists in Hawaii. And it's located on the uh, same island that the Kona Ironman occurs on and from what the guy tells me it's his house is positioned basically at the turnaround for the uh the iron man course so if somebody were to be able to secure this place and they happen to be a an iron man fan this just sounds like it would be a great location but, yeah and so also speaking of the the prizes you have uh let's just go over real quick here the p12 this looks like 1500 dollars. the women's p123 also 15 but i do like this Thing you have here for both of those the purse will increase by a hundred dollars for every five registered athletes beyond 50 so 2500 maximum payout per class so i like the idea of trying you know we did this up in uh, nevada city last week uh try just the between two wheels podcast we just tried to instigate some interest in the race and to p- have enough people register they would be eligible for a hundred dollar premium from us if there was at least a minimum amount of riders in, you know, threes, the women's and uh, the pro run one, two, and the pro one, two is the only one that uh, actually met that classification. But um, so you're trying to encourage people to get more money, come out and sign up, you know, 50 riders. What do you think of the, from registration of making those two, uh, probably the P one, two men, but maybe not the women. Um, actually I'm logging into my bike reg account right now to see, um, our current, our, our current registration, I'm actually pretty, pretty pumped about. We're up to, as of now, um, come on, we're, we're pre-reg right now at 138 riders, which I'm, I'm pretty happy with at this point. Um, 
So once I get logged in here and take a look and off, that's probably something I should. Yeah, I'm in there as well. So I see with the men, 23 entries on the P12 and 14 for the, so the women are already well above uh, what they were at Nevada City. Um, obviously a little bit different race too. So I'm looking at it as well. And while you're pulling that up, maybe you can talk to me about the profile. So it looks like you are really trying to mirror this or just happened to mirror uh, San Rafael where it's kind of a, a long a rectangle and instead of and climb more on the back side of the course um is that an extreme climb kind of what is that uh in comparison to san rafael cats hill nevada city um uh, i never personally i've never raced san rafael or cats hill because i'm i'm a i'm on the heavy side to be doing anything with a substantial <laughs> climb in it but um gotcha it's san rafael's San Rafael, I think their climb is slightly less steep but longer. This one is a little mm. steeper but shorter, and it's it's a it's a the pitch is gradual until about the last fifty to seventy five meters to the right before it crests. It just kind of pitches up just a bit before it goes over the top into the, into a long descent. So it's not um, it's something that I even at, even at my uh, my, my, my weight, I can, I can do, you know, not with, I mean, everything gets to be a lot of trouble after 45 minutes or an hour, but it's, uh, it's just enough of the hill to, to, to break things up. Um, that's last year where a lot of the attacks went off is up that little hill. Cause if you could get it, if you can make it up over that pitch and down the other side. Um, the course is short enough to where you it's, if you could do that, you could get a couple turns away from the group and then they might forget about you. So, what are who are some uh, sponsors that are coming into uh, for the race? Yeah, so this whole race is actually um, the the title sponsor of this race is um, RPT Hobby. RPT Hobby is an online hobby store. It's actually rpthobby.com, and they kind of specialize in radio controlled rock crawlers. Is their big thing. Um, and that all stems from the owner of the company, um, a good friend of mine named Corey Bauman, who was, uh, he was in on the ground floor of this team that we ultimately ended up putting together. Um, we were riding all the time. He was actually doing, we would actually pass him. We would do, would do our Tuesday, Wednesday night road rides and we would, we would pass him going the opposite direction and he was on his mountain bike. So we started bugging him. It's like, Hey, you know, <laughs> that'd be a lot easier and a lot, a lot more fun on a road bike. So he, he ended up getting a road bike and jumped in with both feet. And, um, in September of 2015, him and another one, another guy that, that was on our team at the time, a guy named uh, Nick Thompson, really interesting guy. He was, he's got a bit of cycling history. Nick does. He, when he was a kid, like a 12 year old kid, he had a full factory sponsorship from, I believe it was GT Bicycles, and was a national BMX pro at like 12 years old. He was actually paid, a paid 12-year-old BMX pro. <laughs> wow. um, and he's one of those guys, like, you can put him on anything. Nick is the kind of guy, he's just, he's a phenomenal rider. You put him on anything with two wheels, and he's, and like, he's magical. He's just like, how do you even do that, dude? It's just crazy. So... September 15th of 2015, Nick and Corey um, went out on a training ride um, just west of Lakeport, and they were coming rolling right back into town, just about done with their ride, um, going through an intersection, <clears throat> and 
a suspected drunk driver um, or driver intoxicated by drugs, they actually believe, um, came speeding up the street and basically turned left where these guys were. They were well into the intersection, and this guy had come up on the wrong side of the road and basically apexed the corner into the oncoming lane where these guys were at and um, hit them both in a, in a horrific accident. Um, and then the guy just took off. And the cops were searching for him. They didn't find him. They found him the next morning hiding at his mom's house. Where that's why they, the guy never ended up. All, he got a, ended up <clears throat> being arrested for hit and run, felony hit and run, but they couldn't make the DUI case on him because um, the length of time between the accident and the time that he was um, arrested finally, they weren't able to prove that he was under the influence. But that's largely the suspicion. So in that accident, Corey. <clears throat> Corey sustained major, major traumatic injuries to his, his head mainly and the rest of his body. And he ended up in the San Francisco, um, the university hospital down there in the uh, neuro, neuro intensive care unit with severe brain damage. Um, so I had gone, I went down there to see him. I, I, I spent 20 years as a deputy sheriff prior to what I do now. And, I've been in a lot of hospital ERs, a lot of death investigations. When I went and saw him in that, in that ICU in San Francisco, I was like, there's no way this guy's getting out of this. And somehow he's, I mean, he's arguably one of those miracle stories, you know, somehow he, he, he survived. Um, he still has to this day, he's got a, um, he's got a pretty severe traumatic brain injury, um, but he can walk, he can talk. Pretty much everything works. He still has some some neuro deficits in his left hand and arm. It doesn't work so well. Um, but uh, so he'll never he'll never ride or race again. Obviously, I mean he's there's some video up on my personal Facebook page actually when he got through some of his first physical therapy and he wanted to get back on his bike. I went to his house and set him up on a trainer and helped him climb onto his bike and he was able to pedal for a while. And he was like just super happy about it. I did a live Facebook broadcast and a whole bunch of people watched him get back on his bike. So he can, he can actually ride a little bit on a Zwift train. He's got a Zwift set up at his house. Um, but it's, you know, he, him, he can't ever run the risk of, of ever actually getting on the bike again. So his company is, is a really one of the biggest online hobby companies in the country. I believe um, they do pretty well. So they have been our title sponsor for the last two years now. So the race, the race started and continues to be the RPP hobby Lakeport downtown criterion. Um, yeah, that that's quite the inspirational uh, story there. Um, well, it, does he come out to the races at all? Is he able to, to yeah. get out? Okay. Yeah, he'll be there this weekend and, and last year, like, again, I, I copy everything, everything San Rafael does because I think it's something really good model. Modern. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the first year that I went to San Rafael, they had a, I don't know if they still did or not, but they had a pace car out there that kind of let everybody out and, <clears throat> and it looked pretty cool. So um, Nick Thompson, the guy that was injured in the accident with Corey, um, his injuries weren't, they were, I mean, they were bad. He had broke some bones and everything, but. For the most part, he's pretty much 100%. He works for one of the other local sponsors we have in town, um, Hillside Hillside Power Sports and Marine. So they they brought up a, uh, a Can-Am Maverick 
I don't know if you've ever, any guy, anybody listening might probably know it's, it's basically one of those really super aggressive side by side, modern dune buggies that people are really into. So <laughs> yeah, what we did before last year for the, for the pro women and the pro men was we brought that, that super duper side by side. It was a four seater and Nick, Nick drove it. We had an RPP hobby flags flying off the back of it. Nick drove it. And we kind of gave a summary of Corey's situation and and then I walked, I walked Corey out there. He got in the, uh, <clears throat> in the Can-Am Maverick and they started the race and Nick got the hot lapping around town five or six times. Um, so that was pretty cool. And he'll be out here this year, this year. Um, I had set up a, uh, a Daytona 500 actual Daytona 500 pace car that we were going to do that with this year. And actually <clears throat> I had gone and talked to Corey about it and Corey actually, Corey's really particular that, that Nick be the driver and, um, the guy who happens to own that Corvette, he doesn't let anybody else drive that. And so what they're going to use for what we're going to use for a pace car this year is actually Corey's company. RPP hobby has a, uh, a really tricked out, um, and ad wrapped, uh, bright orange Jeep. So Corey wanted Nick to drive him around on the pace car in his Jeep. So this year, rather than a Corvette, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with his company's Jeep because they, they do put up, put up a pretty good fee and it, and it actually is just really going to fit the theme really well this year. Oh, that, yeah, that, I, I like that. Um, so you've got the pro race at eight o'clock, uh, obviously a good twilight. Um, that's pretty exciting. Do you suggest most riders just try to hang out in town and lodge there overnight, Saturday night? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the city of Lakeport, if everybody's been looking at these, looking at a lot of the pictures and stuff that we post, I, I think, yeah. I, I think my, my impressions were last year promoting this thing, trying to describe like how cool this place is. And, and literally it's like a lakefront crit that I, I don't think people really got it until they showed up here. And once they showed up and they looked around, they're just like, Oh my God, this is a lakefront. And I'm like, I know that's what I've been trying to tell you. I mean, it's going to be hot and you can literally, one block from the start finish line, you could roll down to this thing and, you know, jump in the water like instantly. And everything is the downtown area is neat as a pin. The community is super pumped. There's all kinds of stuff to do here. We've got all kinds of local wineries that have put up wine for prizes. Um, all the local lodging places have given us um, block pricing. Um, if they want to get a room, we've got a campground. I was trying to get the, uh, a lot of the NCNCA women cause they, um, targeted this as one of their series events. Um, trying to get them to rent a block of lakefront campsites that's right down the street from the event and have some sort of a, you know a party afterwards down there. So I don't know if we're actually going to be able to pull that off or not. But the campground was totally cool with it. Um, one of our sponsors, another one of our sponsors, Disney Water Sports. They've got an entire fleet of jet skis and whatnot that people can come down and rent for an hour or so and go cool off and check it out but yeah it's a it's a legit um it's a vacation destination here it's it's really nice the town like last year everybody was impressed because all the city managers and the mayor was downtown shaking everybody's hand and and it, it, it was it worked out it was just super cool last year so we're really hoping that it's going to be even big, better this time yeah you know i have two friends uh matt tufts is one and nick castor is another just to call them out there that have done that race or they've lived there or have relatives and they've been ranting and raving about it all year. So uh, obviously, it's one of those that kind of left a, a little spark in them, and they're you know been intent on going back. So 
Uh, hope everyone gets a chance to get out there and race. You know, I see in the P12 you have um, your local guy Zane. Uh, wait, did I get the right name here? Yeah, that's um, Zane Jensen. Yeah, so I hope I hope he's gonna get a call up for uh, being a local guy uh, out there doing the race. Well, yeah, and actually speaking of call ups, um, this is gonna be the debut of Chuck Hutchinson's. <laughs> that was um, gonna be our next race, question. Race announcing career. Chuck's pretty pumped about it. Um, and he's promising me big things. He, he's promising me, you know, he's going to, he's going to be a heck of an entertaining personality. It's, it's kind of a funny story. I've never personally met Chuck Hutchison in person, but last year, um, last year we actually had him signed up and registered. And I think it was a bit of a publicity stunt on his part. And some of my friends at, uh, at Inane cycling that kind of knew him, they kind of, I don't know. I think they were trying, they did us a favor by kind of indicating that Chuck was going to make a big comeback this year at this crit. So we signed him up and I think it was, I think they were actually just trying to do me a solid. I didn't know any better really, you know, um, telling me stories about what a, what kind of a guy Chuck was. And I was like, man, this sounds like a super cool dude. So I started, uh, I started messaging him on Facebook and, and he was playing me like he's going to come back and he was posting stuff on his social media and got, got this real buzz going and all that. And then he bailed on me at the last minute, which it was cool. I mean, I, I, I didn't so know he, he owes you one then. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. So I hit him up again. I hit him up again this year and this year he committed, but he committed as being the announcer. Cause I had asked him if he, if he would be our announcer. And, uh, he said, he said, yeah. And I, I kind of held him to it. So I got him a hotel room up here Friday night and Friday night, Saturday night. So he's going to, he's going to be up here Friday night. We're going to, he's going to come down and meet us at our concert in the park. Um, which is, one street from the, the start finish line. We're going to have a booth down there promoting the event locally. We're going to give away some VIP passes to the crowd. And I'm going to meet up with Chuck down there for the first time. I, I kind of feel like I'm on that MTV show catfish. I'm not, I'm not quite sure <laughs> what to expect. This guy shows up. I've been having this two year bromance with it, with the guy. And uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be, I think he's going to do a great job. And that was uh, the call ups is what, what he was doing. He's, he's, He's going to put some of his old buddies on the spot and call them up, put some pressure on them, and see what happens. Well, that's good. You know, Chuck is uh, when he was back racing, he'd always do a write up, and he was very good with his words and quite humorous. So we'll see if he can put those, you know, into his uh, voice those as well. So it should be uh, fairly entertaining. And most of us in the cycling community know Chuck well, and um, it'll be it'll be kind of fun to have him up there calling everything out. So uh, any other uh, last words about the the crit uh, this weekend? Um. No, not really. It's just if, if, if anybody out there that's listening has, uh, has never been to Lakeport, whether you're a racer or not, I think the event is going to be great. Uh, one of the things I wanted to give a shout out to was, um, you may have seen on some of my posts out there that <laughs> this little community, believe it or not, has some of the biggest, most influential people that live around here that you'd never know of. Um, and the one, the one that we ran into this year is, guy i met at the um at a local uh, main street business association uh, meeting here a few weeks ago but i rarely ever go to these things but i went to it and they wanted me to do a little talk on this event and so i showed up there and i kind of took over their their laptop and i started doing a uh, streaming of uh, the athens orthopedic criterium from the usa crits website yeah. And at the end of that, I, I ran into this guy 
named uh, John Tyson. He goes by JT. And it turns out that this guy that lives right here in the town of Lakeport is owns a company called California Ramp Works. Um, I tagged him in some of my posts at CA Ramp Works, and this this company, uh, the owner of which lives right here in Lakeport. This this company is the company that builds and designs all of the skate ramps and stages and all the other infrastructure that's used in the X Games, the Dew Tour, and the Tough Mudder series. So like when you're watching the X Games and you see those guys hit the mega ramp, that stuff is built and installed by a guy who lives right here in Lakeport. Hmm. Um, he's got huge warehouses and lots, mainly all over Southern California. And so he and I got to talking and he was like, hey, what is it you guys are trying to do? So I kind of explained to him, he, he really isn't too familiar with the whole cycling game, so I kind of explained it to him. I said, "Well, you know, you watch this video," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I went, you know, I live here too, you know, and I really want to make, I really want to blow this place up and get us back on the map like we used to be. And you know, what can I do to help? And I'm like, "Well, you know, one of the things San Rafael does that I like to do, but we can't figure out how to do it, is get one of those finish big line, uh, finish line truck, you know, big finish line show yeah. going on." So he whips out his phone and he starts flipping through all those different pictures of these different warehouse and storage facilities he's got all over Southern California. And, and he goes, yeah, look, <clears throat> he goes, Here's, I got all that fencing that you need. I got all this that trussing system to put up and make a big finish line thing. And I'm like, yeah, but dude, I mean, what's, what's that going to cost? And he's like, oh, I, I, I got to go. I'm leaving this weekend. I'm going to be out of the state. We gotta, we're setting up for the do tour in some other state. And then I'll be back on whatever. And I'll bring it up here. And I'm like, what? Uh, all right. And I, so I started talking to a few other people. And I go, oh, no, that dude, he's the real deal. If he says he'll do it, he'll do it. And then next thing I know, I got a text. He texts me a picture of a rented Enterprise rental truck that's piled to the, as high as he can with all of the start-finish line fencing, um, this big overhead trussing system. And he personally drove it up, drove it from Southern California to Lakeport early, uh, late last week. So it's sitting at his house. And then he starts pulling all this other stuff. He's apparently he's got a wireless speaker system that we're going to be able to hang on all of our light towers so that the music and announcing goes to all four corners of the course. Um, they talk him and our local announcer that used to be in a, in a local rock band. They're talking about putting up some big light show, colored smoke that's going to shoot out of the towers. And I mean, I, I'm not even sure where they're going with it, but I'm just like, hey, just whatever, just make it cool. And he's like, dude, make it cool. That's what I do. And I'm like wow okay <laughs> so i'm not sure where that's going to end up what it's going to end up looking like but i, I i've been assured it's gonna it, it, it's it, it'll rival the top crits in the in the country with this guy helping us so. well that's that's awesome so i see registration is closing here i think tomorrow so if you yeah, want to be a part of that and tomorrow yeah go ahead yeah registration closes tomorrow at midnight um everybody that enters i've been handing out comp to entries we, i go to all the uh races that precede, not all of them, but uh, many of the races that precede ours. And we, I give out uh, coupon codes for free entries as preems. We gave some out at the Kichiko stage race. We gave some out at the Folsom crit. We gave some out at Golden State. Um, I played a little game at at, at, uh, at the last Folsom summer crit where I, I, I hid a couple of comped entries around the course and posted that's them right, that's on Instagram right. so people can come and find Timmy Bauer found it. He was on it. He was on top of it. Um, so he got that. Um, 
but everybody that's pre-entered is gonna uh, they're, they're gonna get a ticket and a raffle for a, a new specialized Alay Sprint that's being provided by our local bike shop, Main Street Bicycles here in Lakeport, which is right on the course. Um, we really didn't we, we discussed having like a neutral service um, provided here, like the SRAM guy or something, but then we're like, there's like literally a bike shop one one block from the start finish line um, that you could go into and have anything. He, he, Jeff, the owner of the shop, he'll basically, any race that comes in there that needs any last minute maintenance, then he'll drop what he's doing, fix it right there in the shop for you. Um, he's, uh, he's putting up the bike. Uh, you have to be present to win. So we're baiting everybody to stay around to, to we're looking for a, a big crowd to line the streets. Uh, again, I'm copying the last year when I went to San Rafael, it was just amazing. There was so many people on the streets yelling and screaming and, and that's really what we're trying to get, uh, get going here. So the entry is going to be at, is that going to be the raffle at the end for the bike and the Hawaii? Is that going to be at the end of the, uh, the, the we're going to give away. Yeah. We're going to give away one of the Hawaiian trips, um, before, uh, the, the pro women start We'll okay. give away the second Hawaiian trip, uh, before the pro men start. And yeah, I guess we'll give away the bike after I'm not sure when we'll pull the name for the, the drawing for the bike, um, whether it will be before the pro men start or, or after, but we want you to be there. So if you want to, if you want to win any of those great prizes, you got to hang around and drink some beer with us. We'll have a VIP section. Um, VIP wristbands are 50 bucks. Again, just like San Rafael, only ours is a little cheaper. Um, but we'll have a complimentary, uh, beer and wine served by our local brewery, O'Meara Brothers Brewing here in Lakeport and Stonefire Pizza will be supplying not all the bottomless pizza you can eat and we'll have covered, um, covered shaded seating right on the start finish line for the people that want to take advantage of the VIP thing that we're doing. So great. So, so as, as I indicated, so, um, as David just said, June, uh, tomorrow, 12 at midnight is the end of registration. You can go on bike reg, look for Lakeport crit, easy to find reg for your race. There's even the VIP pass you can get as you just mentioned there as well. So short for this race, obviously, you know, with the new, with the fencing and the staging that you're having, I mean, it's going to be like a rock show. So if you want to win and, and have your family think you're a big deal, show up, get on the podium and make it a big deal. So, uh, thanks Dave. I really appreciate you joining yeah, us hey. today. Hey, on, on, on one, one, one last note I want to bring up um, yeah. is, uh, is I, I want to call some, I'm going to, I want to do a call up now. I want to really call somebody out on that. That's Chris Riker. Chris Riker <laughs> came up here last year. It was the first time that I met Defending him. Defending champ, right? Defending champ. Um, I never met him before. My son's actually bought one of his, his prior year's bikes. So my son's riding one of his bikes. Um, he's, he's a super guy. I, I love that guy. Um, Loved him from the second that I met him. Really personable, really nice guy, but he is an animal. And last year he checked out on the pro class, and I and he lapped that field. I want to say two times. So this year I am hoping that uh, the rest of the pro field is going to have something to say about that and make a race out of this. So we're we're, we're really hoping for a battle royal. Just so everybody knows if it takes off, somebody better chase that guy down because. I'm told that the Mike's Bikes team is going to be there, and you guys got to know if you let him go, it's all over. So we want to see a battle. Yeah, just as a as a little info on that, I mean, he just lapped the field at Nevada City. He was looking amazing, and um, he also, you know, I, hey, check out our uh, episode with him when we t- had a nice interview with him at Chico. Yeah, Chris Reichert, um, oh, hopefully he's there with the whole team's uh, Mike's Bikes. Um, any any other call-outs you want to make? Um. 
No, well, uh, Kirk Carlson uh, with Team California, he's uh, bringing his team up there, and Kirk was our our, uh, our announcer last year. He did a great job. He was really helpful to us last year, and he's he's gone a little back deeper into the cycling game coming off of his pro career. And so I see that he signed up in the pro class. Hopefully he's been training, um, and maybe, he'll, uh, maybe he can pull something out. But uh, we really appreciate Kurt helping us last year. Um, so he's going to be back. Um, our local guy, Zane Jensen, our, our local hero, he's, a, he's our only hope that we've got in the pro class. He is actually an incredibly strong rider. And uh, he was just talking at dinner last night that he's, he, he intends, if Riker goes, he intends to chase for as long as he can chase. <laughs> so we'll see what that's, always, that's always a good, uh, good idea to have in mind. Uh, yeah, so, okay, thanks again, Dave. Uh, any, sure, any other things we're, we're looking for? We'll try to find you as well. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, the desire is to show up there for myself, and, and we have several teammates as well. So we're looking forward to a good, uh, good Twilight Crit. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Jake. You got it. Take care. Bye.